maybe an hour and a half. Why do you always pick on me for? Because <laughs> you get angry and it's fun. I don't think I've gotten angry. When the people I get love angry? it. No, it's, it's been a while. I, I, I don't even reckon Tam could get. I think that's the problem. Ten minutes Jason. of me getting angry. I, but I've got a level though. It's I think like that's a problem. Yeah. Once you go to the level though, it's like it's it's probably not like entertaining content. <laughs> I got actually angry. It's like it's like the Hulk, you know, at the end. He just like doesn't wanna he just doesn't want to go there. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, he just doesn't want to have to go live in deal with the aftermath the and shit. Yeah. So it's like I know my levels. I know it's like you get me past it though, you're fucked. It's over. Yeah. yeah. Whoever it is that got me upset. Yeah. So where are we? We're like post Christmas, New Year, sometime. Maybe the like the ninth. Yeah. Ah, oh, so I'll be thirty-five by then. I'll be old. Look out. Do you celebrate in between it? Like, is that a, you know, like in between decades? No. You don't. You when you're five, yeah. I feel like I'm gonna. I reckon birthdays. Are you not? You're not a birthday person. I can tell. <laughs> it's like when you're five, you do. All right. Well, I'll celebrate my birthday by myself. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> He's step, fucking my my step, jumper's too big. I'm one, fucking five years one. old. <laughs> Fuck both you guys. All right. Well, no, I think Michael's next. All right. Can't have, fucking put it on me now, mate. You have five, <laughs> ten, thirteen's a big deal. Sixteen's a big deal. Eighteen. Why is sixteen a big deal? Twenty-one. I think it's an American thing because yeah, we've just adopted because you can drive and stuff. Yeah, it can yeah, be it's a, like the whole sweet sixteen. Like idea. Uh, semi-independent, right? Yeah, well, you get your here, I guess. But I feel like no one's semi-independent until they buy their own house, <laughs> or, like move out. I'm screwed. <laughs> 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 buy your own house or move out. All right, all right, right. yeah. Because like really, you're living at home. Like you're still fucking mooching off your parents. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you're like, in, yeah, well, that would be semi-independent. That's when you go to full. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. when you get out. Yeah, even then, I reckon there's some people that, yeah, still don't kind of <laughs> leave the nest. Don't fully. quite blossom. Uh, this is coming from like the dude who's got like who came from like a poor upbringing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just jealous. Hundred <laughs> percent. Like yeah, I paid for everything myself. I can be proud of that. Yeah, but I wish I didn't. W- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I didn't have to, I probably would. Yeah. But I'd have nicer shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think they're the ones. So you go 5, 10, 13, 16, 18, 21, 30, 30 40, 40, 50, 50 yeah, 60. Yeah, so on. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm making 35 a thing. So ah. fuck you. I'll come. You're not coming. No, you're not, you're not coming. I'm fine. You were, you, were, you were on the list and now you're fucking gone. You know? It's like, oh, yeah. Cold. Sorry, Ben. Yeah, there's uh, your numbers, restrictions. Out of numbers, out of numbers. And sorry, like, you sorry. know, you just, I couldn't push anyone out before you. <laughs> fuck it. Uh, I was still coming to terms with it, to be honest. I thought I was 34. Yeah, I, I thought, thought you were too. Yeah, I'm, yeah, no, I was dead set. And Steph yeah. was like, Jason, you're 35. <laughs> it's like, fuck. Shit. Yeah, I'm a bit upset about that year. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a, like it's, it's like, you know, when you think it's like, I don't know, Thursday and it's Wednesday. Mm. Like, so that moment that you feel like that. Yeah. Like you can magnify that by like a hundred. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm feeling no, right now. I get it. And it's every day. It's not just that moment. I had oh, it fuck. at 27. I yeah. hated 27. 27. Because so I was like, yeah. late 20s, I should have my shit together and I did not. Yeah. I feel like, it's pro- I feel like you'd think, you think that you should at that time though. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. you kind of think you should. I don't know many people that kind of do or did. Yeah. Maybe I just met Amy... We were working Thank God. a bazillion hours. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> it's like, uh, another couple of weeks, I'm going to have to have the chat with Ben. <laughs> <laughs> what was that chat? It's like, you know, 
Yeah. Pull your head in. Reel it in. Reel it in. <laughs> <laughs> Slow down, mate. Yeah. Um, you got shit to do. You yeah. need to pull your head in. Do yeah. it. Yeah, you kind of just feel like by 30, you just have it all sorted. Right? Well, and that was it. It was like, by 30, this is what my life's going to look like. And I yeah. got to 27, and I was like, oh, well, that looks yeah, a bit far. Let's just uh, get an extension <laughs> on this agreement with myself. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a bit out of reach right now, but that's fine. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I think, yeah, we were working stupid hours, and mm. yeah, just, life just wasn't what I imagined it would be. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think... I think 30 it's, was fun. Yeah. Yeah, thirty's good. Thirty's real good. Got married. Did I get married when I was thirty? Yeah, that was a great year. Mm. Turned thirty, married the next month. Steph turned thirty the the month after. Went to Bali. Went to Hawaii. Yeah, it's sick. Fuck. Yeah, so good. That's, I'm so glad you brought up getting married because we have questions today and like some of the like what were the best parts of 2022? And I would have totally forgot to say that I got married because it just feels <laughs> so long ago. <laughs> Nothing was good. <laughs> This wasn't a single thing. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've kind of, uh, I fucked up the other day in like front of like a group of people. And I was like, oh yeah, we've been together for like this long. Mm. And I I took two years off the time frame. Yeah. Steph was like, it's fucking 17 years. And I was like, <laughs> oh, ooh, ooh. okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. I did that, not going to lie. Anonymous uh, message yeah. the other day. And someone was like, oh, how old were you when you met your wife? And I was like, 27. And then I was like, are we 27? Yeah. And we've like spent like five minutes trying to, yeah, was this and that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. we're 26. So I robbed I've just gotten to the point where it's like a long time. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't need an item. Yeah. The time <laughs> and the day, you know, and once you get married, it's like, it, it all starts again, you know? Yeah. It does. Yeah. I'm gonna... Does it have the same birthdays? Does yeah. your anniversary have, is that five, 10, 12, 16? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I don't know. And so I'm running out. Oh, now, like I said, now it's just a long time. Now I'm like, are you a couple that's like married now? Anniversaries? Oh no, matter. no, no! I'm pretty keen on reducing the dates so it's easier to remember. Yeah, Steph is not. Okay, she's like, I didn't do all this fucking time. Yeah, to just for it to go back to zero. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. yeah, but we're gonna have to celebrate everything. Yeah, our friends are similar. Like, got mm. together end of high school, didn't get married till later. Mm. It's like, oh, we don't really want to reset that clock. Because we put in eight years it. or some shit. We kind of like now of just the the wedding anniversary is like kind of do something monumental. Yeah. And then our anniversary of when we were dating. Yeah. Uh, is now just like you know just have you know dinner acknowledge, acknowledge it acknowledge yeah, it yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, so. I'm just gonna have to learn the new date because like the of the getting together mm. date's super easy because yeah. it's been I've been practicing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's September 11, so it's fucking easy to remember. It's a very easy uh date to remember. Yeah. yeah. So I'll have, I'll need some hopefully Facebook reminds me. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really big on anniversaries anyway. Like we don't make a big deal of them. Like you know, it's like there's this like oh, this year you got to get this and Oh, fuck that. Yeah, oh, bro. Fuck off. It's like mate, diamonds. You already yeah. got them. Amy was staring me you up. She's me? like, "Oh, you know, one year you got to get the Yeah, bro. the uh, the third one, yeah, the infinity or something. Yeah, shit. it's like the trifecta. I'm like, no, yeah, no, nah, yeah. nah, you got you got it all. Yeah, already. I was like, add a zero. Yeah, so, yeah. What? I'm like ten. Ten. Years. Yeah, that's what I think too. Yeah, yeah. I'm halfway there. Yeah, in Jan- in Feb. Can you believe that? Five years. Oh, yeah, I am 35. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I'm not coming to terms with this. Yeah. This is gonna, imagine when I get 40. It's gonna be even worse. I'm getting maybe anxiety. maybe we'll have I'm getting all your about achievements it. achieved by that you wanted by 40 by 40. <laughs> Yeah, 
Maybe we'll have the gym by then. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Fuck. It's like, I don't know. That's the last bit. Uh, that and investment property. Maybe a supercar. Supercar? Yeah. I like it. What well, would you get? Uh, I'll probably start with a Porsche. Is that considered a supercar? Depends what one you get. Yeah. Isn't supercar like sub four seconds, zero to 100 in that definition? Yeah. So there would be Porsches out there. There'd be heaps of them. Because like a yeah. sports car, it couldn't be a sports car. Like a sports car is like the S, like the Skoda, you know, sports car. Hey Siri, a how do you car, define a supercar? Yeah, that's a good that's a good way of asking, finding out. Noun, oh. <laughs> a high performance sports car. <laughs> Fucking hell, Siri, that does not help. <laughs> yeah, I feel like sports car is too broad though. I agree. Yeah, because a sports car could be like a Commodore U. Yeah, that's it. it. Could just be something with a spoiler on it and like a tune. <laughs> it's like that's not. That's not a Porsche. Okay. A hypercar is like two seconds, all right? No, that's two to three seconds. Definition of a supercar describes an expensive car that is flashy, fast, luxurious, and prestigious. Okay. I feel like I'm ticking the boxes with that. So supercars commonly serve as the flagship model within a vehicle's manufacturer lineup. I like that. Okay. So it's the best fucking one. The best Porsche. Nah. But that means, that means the Holden GTS is a supercar. No. Nah. Was. They don't exist anymore. I disagree with that. I agree. But I think that that for prestige brands applies. Do you think the best Porsche is not is a supercar? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it'd be like fucking... The best Porsche would be five, six hundred grand. Yeah, so I thought that would be like Hyper. Now, Hyper's sub three seconds. Okay. I think. All right. Because anyway. Hyper's like speed. Well, maybe I won't have one of those then. Too long, don't care. All right. Moving on. Anyway, 40, <laughs> go have the gym, and then I'll have my shit together. That's the litmus test. Mm-hmm. I'll probably, if we get the gym, I probably won't have my shit together. <laughs> It'll be the cause of not having my yeah. shit together. <laughs> <laughs> Just spend my whole Why life. Why did I buy there. this stressful brick and mortar? Yeah. God damn you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> God damn you, social pressure. Yeah. Got to be done. I, it's like getting married. Like, you know, people are like, oh, I'll never get married again. Like, are you going to be that person? Are you going to say that to people? I hope I don't. Never in the situation, Jason. Well, you know, no, but you know, <laughs> but you know how people say, like, oh, don't do it. Like, they I'd give you advice that they've done. It's yeah. like, yeah, but you've done it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the gym's the same. Like, everyone's like, oh, don't do it. I'm like, no, I need to be burnt. I need to be burnt. <laughs> I need myself. to feel the hurt. Yeah, I need to sizzle these hairs. Yeah. And we're, we're uh, <laughs> ambitious enough or yeah. ignorant enough to think that no, it won't confident. be like that. Confident. Like, nah, someone else no, no, it's fine. Yeah. I'm not buying myself a job. Yeah. Can be naive about it. Uh huh. <laughs> can be as naive about it as I like until we have it. Yeah. <laughs> and there's bills to pay and shit needs to be done. Yeah. Yeah. Bring you st- that's when we'll need that fucking air mattress. <laughs> sleep in there. Yep. Yep. Yeah. We've got to do it anyway because that's the cool story, right? We have to sleep there. At least once. Or we just have to lie and say we did. Yeah. I've been looking at houses like it's like 50 minute drive away. And mm. I was like, maybe I'll just sleep at the gym a couple nights a week. Mm. It'll be it's a much cooler story. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah I slept at the gym. Yeah, slept under the dumbbell racks yeah. and decided I didn't yeah. want to live this way. I wonder how many people have that story. It's like they slept in their gym and that's and that was part of the success story though. I've slept in a PT room a lot. <laughs> and my car. Yeah, I can't. The lights are too bright. Not overnight. Light. There's no way. Mm. Definitely not overnight, but it's been done. Mm. I've thought about it because it's like you finish <laughs> at nine and you're back at five. Yeah. It's like, hmm. Yeah, I'm take car's pretty comfy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh. What's up, guys? You're listening to the STC Fit Learning Podcast brought to you by ourselves. 
feel free to go check out our website, so stcfitlearning.com. On there, we have a bunch of free resources, including how to niche your business, how to actually sell during consults, and a free programming template, plus our business scorecard, which you can go and take and see how you stack up in the industry based on what we think is elite and how to become the best trainer in your gym, in your town, and in the industry. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. If you take a screenshot and tag us, we really, really appreciate it. It really helps get this message out to help improve our industry and keep people in their personal training careers. Enjoy the app. Fitness trends that can die in 2022. What fitness trends were there? Well, well, Jason. Yeah, tell me. I think on my list, Mm. I have... Personal trainers thinking that they can periodize their programming around the menstrual cycle. Yes. Because I think that's stupid. I agree. Just for context out there, most for most people, a poor night's sleep will have a very similar impact on someone's training as their menstrual cycle. Yep. Sometimes it goes a lot further in the other direction, but when you combine a poor night's sleep and a menstrual cycle, you get different impacts. And then if you combine dieting or a surplus or maintenance or a fight with their partner or stress or work or any other fucking variable, it's unpredictable. Yeah. So the best way to manage a woman's menstrual cycle around their training and nutrition is to be proactively reactive. So you have a plan and then you're able to move around based on that. Mm. Personally, I don't change anything. I prefer to just educate my clients to say, hey, did you know that weekly calories matter? Like it's pretty fucking rudimentary these days that that's yeah so if you want to eat some extra food on the days that you feel like extra food eat it and then you'll feel good in a couple of days and you won't need it like it's pretty straightforward and then training performance wise like obviously dealing with competitors too but it's like what what do athletes do Mm. they just don't perform Like imagine yeah, AFLW is like, oh, and like open. six players are out this week due to their menstrual yeah. cycle. And yeah, I've never seen this, anyone this, like, like accept defeat. Yeah, like, like this. Oh, it's just because these of that six time are, of the month. These six are scheduled to be <laughs> off next week and you just like have a rotating roster. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then there's that the thing that like, the, if women spend a lot of time together, their menstrual cycle sinks. So it's like the whole team just can't play every yeah, fourth like, week. We got to buy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have to forfeit. Sorry, guys. Well, they just like yeah. schedule them all over the year. Put them all in one camp. This person's on restricted minutes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they just put them all, every AFLW player in a camp for three months before the season and then they can just take every fourth week off. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the cafeteria is like, oh, I've got up the calories this week. 250 yeah. calories per person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep, yep. Yep. Fucking hell. No, yeah. you're only allowed three slices of pizza this yeah. week. You're going to have four next week because your <laughs> menstrual cycle's due. Fuck yeah, yeah. off. Chocolate only comes every fourth week. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon, yeah, it's regardless of like how valid that information is, how it plays out practically is yeah. fucking so complicated that it's like, how do you know when it's like tipped over from like the seventh day? It's like, okay. Yeah. So now we have to change the training. Yeah. You know, now we have to do this. Now we're going to be anabolic for seven days. So yeah. let's grow muscle just in the seven day period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we'll grow more muscle later, right? Cool. In the other period, right? It's like, it's so complicated. I just think that like, you know, trying to play that out in real life is 
not going to work for anybody. Like even, yeah. you know, remember we used to like just religiously do like periodized programs and then yeah. someone's like, oh, I got sick. So yeah. halfway through the block and it's yeah. like, do I start it again or yeah, just do a new one? one. Yeah. yeah. And you're just, and you're like, oh, well, just go fuck myself. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, this program, put this program in the bin. It's the same concept. Yeah. It's like, it's so complicated. It's not really worth it. Yeah. You know? So I guess a little bit of context, like it's still important to understand the menstrual cycle and understand the hormonal nah, changes. Nah, fuck it. Nah, nah. Who cares? I think you still nah, need I'm kidding, to know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Doesn't exist. <laughs> you still need to know and understand what is happening. Hundred percent. But 100%. I don't actually think you need to adjust training that much. I, yeah. I think one of the worst things I saw this year was a girl deadlifting who put in her caption like, "I'm in whatever part of my cycle, so I know I'm more prone to injury. I definitely could have done more today, but I just held back." Like, that makes no sense. Yeah, what if you hit the platform? Like the the injury rate of a deadlift is so fucking low. Mm. It's not like you're at high risk on a football field. Yeah, like you, it's you're in a controlled environment where you're probably going to know something's going to go wrong long before it actually goes wrong. Yeah, like the injury rate isn't that high. I've trained women for fucking going on eleven and a half years, like, and it's not. All every four weeks they get injured on the same pro, like yeah. doing the same thing as they did last week. It doesn't work like that. But it's like, how much are you robbing yourself by leaning into this fallacy that like I'm brittle right now? Mm. It's shit. Yeah. <clears throat> so that needs to die. Agreed. Your turn. It's not a fitness trend. It's like fucking dessert for breakfast. Fucking sick of saying it. Yeah. Send it. Yeah. No, it's like, you know, here's my dessert that's breakfast and it's the size of a fucking. You know, like those little espresso cups? Yeah. There's that much fucking food that you could fill it up in an espresso cup, yeah. but they put it in a mug, and then when they use their spoon and scrape it, you can see the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's no That's fucking food. There's no fucking food in yeah, there, bro. Yeah, it's not a meal. So it's like, oh, Biscoff fucking marshmallow, Cocoa Pop fucking M&M oats or something. <laughs> and there's like fucking a handful of food in there, not even. Yeah. So it's like, that shit needs to die. It's like, that is actually, in my opinion making it harder to get in shape long-term than it is, you know, yeah. kind of, oh, let's go f- flexible with the diet. Like, yeah, it's like eat normal fucking food and then just eat some food that you like when you need every to. now and then. Yeah. You know, don't gravitate towards like majority of your diet being dog shit. Yeah. And like having fucking chocolate in the morning. Like, I don't give a fuck if you eat chocolate in the morning. Yeah. Like eat normal food. It's not a brag. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah it's like it's kind of getting, the pendulum swung too far. Yeah. And it's like, neglecting like nutrient dense food and food quality and, and those kind of things just to kind of cram like a hundred grams worth of food mass. Yeah. In so a I fucking, can have a caramello koala. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Or some bullshit fucking concoction in the morning to start your day. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Know, that just... was the thing for a bit. It was like putting a koala on top of your oats and like oh, really? you break the belly and the caramel comes out. I'm like, yeah. Hey, it looked fucking good, but yeah, yeah. no, nah, I, I would like to see that fucking die. Yeah. 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 It's interesting. Obviously, we will have finished this diet when this comes out, but obviously doing the aggressive cut that we talked about. Rapid fat loss protocol. The J special. That's it. And everyone that keeps messaging me asking you what my macros are, I'm not allowed to tell you because Jay said it's a secret. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck off. (laughs) Leave me alone. Not much. (laughs) Yeah, it's not a lot because I'm a shit coach. I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) But one of the things that I've noticed, so I'm day six so how's this right I was like fuck it I'm gonna start a day earlier a couple of days early 
Going out for dinner Saturday night. Yeah, I saw night. that. I was like, isn't he getting pissed on the weekend? Like, well, yeah. going out for dinner Saturday night. We were going with my friend and their kids, so it wasn't going to be like a big yeah. a big hoorah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's been moved. But yeah, so we went to this uh, restaurant. I'm going to name him. Fuck him. Um, no, I can't name him because I can't remember it. Uh, <laughs> um, that shit? Something Panda. Yeah. Uh, it's like an Instagram like an Instagram restaurant. Oh, you know I what think, I say uh, I mean when I say that, I think right? Steph said, yeah, it's Instagrammable. Yeah. Like, you know, people yeah, it's like take that pink the, and... Yeah, the, yeah, it's got um, neon lights, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course it does. Yeah, yeah. so it's like, it's, yeah. it's 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 weird. It's like, I think it's Japanese theme, but well, the food... has got a panda in it. The, yeah, but the food isn't. Is panda Japanese? Okay. Well, it's just fucking... Yeah, like, it's I'll, weird. Like, there's a cherry blossom and then there's pandas and then there's like... Yeah, it's just whatever makes the thing look cool. Yeah, and then like <laughs> Asian inspired um, Hello Kitty kind of rip offs on the back of the chairs. It was, it was all a bit weird. They it's had Chinese. karaoke, it was everything. Oh, no, it was I'm... just like Asia. Yeah. Okay. Welcome to Asia <laughs> in one building. Um, which I don't know, is that racist, Tam? I feel like it is. Just be like, here's the thing of all the stuff. Anyway. Yeah, but maybe the inspiration of the menu is from all of Asia, though. So yeah, I assume so. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So anyway, we expected it's, it's a grill so yeah. most like Korean barbecues and stuff you cook your own or someone will come cook at your table or whatever that's fine but the hero is always the meat and then usually you get like a dipping sauce or whatever to add on top yeah it came out and it, I thought they hadn't been cooked yet because there was that much herb stuff all over the meat that I was like maybe all that will cook off and no. then I was like oh no it's cooked it was literally like eating... It was masted in... It was herbs. like instead of dipping sauce, you dipped it in a jar of herbs, herbs and then ate it. Yeah. They were so shit. It was so shit. Hey, do you reckon you just ordered a dish that that's how it's made though? No, so we ordered five different skewers, like different varieties. Oh, so they were all just... Then they all herbs. tasted exactly the same. Maybe maybe the... So the chicken um, tasted exactly the same as the wagyu. Because it was just fucking hurt. You know um, how cheese is the ultimate equalizer for a meal? Yeah. Like maybe they think that those herbs Fuck. are and everything tastes good. And then the worst part was we ordered a lemon chicken, a honey chicken and a duck. Yeah. And they were all fucking phenomenal. Maybe it's just this. So it's just like the thing that you're supposed to be, the grill, Yeah. sucks. Maybe the chef was just having a bad day. Maybe. Maybe he had a fight with his missus. Yeah, or and he, he just like, his mind wasn't all over the place. <laughs> and he needed 250 extra calories that day to make his brain work. Yeah, yeah. So that was disappointing. Because um, I was like, fuck yeah, I get to eat all the food I want. Not all the food I want, but I didn't eat all throughout the day. Yeah. It's like plan. Set yourself up to be ready. And then Perfect. in the... <laughs> we are... This is very... Uh, Pro do as I say, not as food. I do, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, sick, order a drink, have a couple of drinks. We're going to walk around the city, look at Christmas lights, all that kind of shit. Yeah. Um, get a buzz on. So I ordered a lychee cider. Yep. Came out. The little sticker down the bottom. Doesn't, because it was like order on your phone. Hmm. Little sticker down the bottom. Low alcohol, 1.1%. And I was like, so I just ordered a $20 lychee juice. Are you kidding? Yeah, bro. I was fucking devastated. So I did not have a good experience. Damn. $70 a head. Shit food. Yeah. Fuck that. Average karaoke. Yeah. It's really hard to eat out and be satisfied now. Yeah. We're very, I, we're I very, think Melbourne's fucking, like, got, you know, so dense in terms of like places to eat. I'm so spoiled by living 
within range of St. Albans for a period of time mm. where it's like the Asian foods, the food. best Vietnamese foods, like fucking $12 a dish. Mm. And it's fucking unreal. Yeah. And then like even PP2's across the road, upstairs, it's like Korean barbecue and it's elite. Same owners, mm. elite. We have to go to Mwam. Mwam. Barbecue. What did you call it? Norm. Norm. <laughs> Norm. N-A-U-M. That's what it's called in Australia. If you knew what I, if I said that, you knew what I was talking about. Did you know what I was talking about? No. I can't believe that, this guy. Like, that's like when we went to some San us, Francisco. Some of us are cultured. It's fine. Fuck. Here we go. <laughs> Fucking. We, when we're in San Francisco, we're just like, the, you know, they call their train, the train the BART or something. B-A-R-T. Yeah, yeah. So we're like literally like looking at this guy in his fucking eyeballs. Like, do you know where the BART is? He's like, what? And I'm like, the BART. The BART. And he's like, just dumbfounded. Like just so yeah, yeah, yeah. still faced. And then my mate goes, hang on a second. The BART. And he's like, oh yeah, it's just over there. I'm like, are you fucking kidding, bro? Yeah. It sounds fucking I've insane. I've had that happen so many times. How is that not? America's the is, worst Is that it. a stance though? You're taking a stance that's just like, no, say it properly. Nah, I think America, we've had this discussion while we were there. It's like they have no input of any other culture. So we watch American, So does that mean English, they don't know what a fucking tomato European. is then? Correct. Yeah, so I had to tell, get Amy, because Amy does a sick American accent. Yeah, right. It's like fucking saved us the whole trip. I was telling this chick no onion on my fucking no, sub. No, no onion? It's, it's uh <laughs> yeah. So it's onion. You got to like fucking push your chin out to say it. And mm. like I said it four times and then Amy's like, whatever. And That's she's like, oh, no, no onion. fucking okay. onions, bro. It's fine. Yeah. Like that shit. I don't want it. Um, Fuck. Yeah, that happened. So I have a... But if they say that shit to us, like, is it just because like, you know, YouTube movies? Yeah, because we watch American TV, English TV. Yeah. Like we have so many accents yeah. in our suburb that like you learn. You know, we live in the most multicultural, <coughs> excuse me, most multicultural uh, suburb in, I think, Australia. Yeah, well. Yeah, it's like 148, 148 different cultures. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, it's crazy. So worse than the Bart story. If you drive an Uber in yes. Paris, do you think you would know the English term for l'Italie Eiffel? Do you think you'd know that people call that Eiffel Tower. Um, wait, which one? <laughs> so I got in an Uber and yeah. said, just take me to the Eiffel Tower. And he's like, the motel. And I was like, no, the Eiffel Tower. And he's like, let's see. I'm sorry, the motel. The Google translator. It's Towerly Eiffel. Okay. Right. So that's how. I have to download an app, I'm not doing it. Yeah, so the. Yeah, Lee. Yeah, yeah, that's all backwards. Yeah, of course. They do the... Yeah, yeah so you know to do I mean? the So he, shit. like, had no fucking idea. I was like, we had to get out of his Uber, go back inside <laughs> to the hotel where Draw I had Wi-Fi, <laughs> and, like, hold up a pi- picture of the fucking Eiffel Take Tower. us here, bro, the fucking big <laughs> Are you place serious? that like, everyone wants to go to. The one spot that everyone in fucking Paris goes, that place. I can't speak fucking English, and I said... Uh, sorry, French, French, and I said fucking tower. <laughs> Take us there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fucking crazy. Because you know when you watch like a, a movie and you don't know that it's like directed in Australia and you're like, oh, yeah, it's it just horrible. like hits. Yeah. yeah, it's like that, you know, that one on Stan, the poker one with Russell Crowe. Oh, I couldn't I even watch that, like, yeah. yeah, I got five minutes in. I was like, this is fucked. <laughs> <laughs> As I say Yet that, we with, sound like, like the that. Obvious, <laughs> the obvious, <laughs> this is fucked. <laughs> just can't do it. All right. This is your favorite one. All right.
So before we keep going, I just want to give you guys a little message about our Standout PT program. So Standout PT has been designed for personal trainers who want to sustain a long-term career in fitness, but right now they're sick of chasing clients, they're not making enough time for money, and they're super frustrated with the results that they're getting in their business, and they can't see themselves being here in three to five years' time. If you want to know more about the Standout PT program, head to stcfitlearning.com. Head to programs and all the details are there and you can book in your free exploration call where we can have a look and see whether or not that would actually be a suitable program for where your business is at right now. And back to the episode. Selling, I'll help you with your mindset mm. to cover up a lack of skill to get strength and body composition outcomes. Yeah. <laughs> so I had a conversation with the trainer yesterday. Obviously, learning last week, we put up the post of... Um, just like your clients big, actually want to look fucking hot. Be good at your job. Yeah, yeah and be yeah. good at doing that and yeah. stop. Yeah, so mm. I put that up and this guy was like going back and forth. He's like, how did this happen? And I was like, well, it's way fucking easier to say I'll make you feel better about yourself than it is to actually to achieve do the, the outcome. Yeah, yeah. And facilitate <clears throat> the environment required to make you Yeah, it's okay change. to be where you are. Yeah. And make you feel better and, about that. And each <laughs> week when you don't do the thing, instead of creating a strategy that's going to allow you to do the thing better next week i'll mm. ju- we'll just talk about how it felt yeah it's like that's not it <laughs> no no what's that self-love. yeah self-love yeah yeah no. look i'm actually i'm all for self-love fucking send it but you can still be better yeah fucking <laughs> <I know. laughs> and, and if you're paying someone to be better yeah, they should make you better. And have you fucking shit together? Like, you know, all these people, like fucking, you know, I'll, I'll tell you, I'm um, t- tell you all these things that it's like wrong with you, or you know, you can confess all your problems with me. These people have no fucking life experience. Yeah, bro. yeah. It's like, what the fuck have no. you really gone through? It's self-serving to- though. That's what it is. Yeah. Like, so I was having this exact conversation after that chat. I was having the conversation with my wife for full, just like transparency. My wife does that for a living. She's a mindset coach and does. Um, going, hypnosis. I'm going in on this so hard. Yeah, send it. Nah. <laughs> so that's, but that's her thing, right? And yeah, she's yeah. Trained yeah. for it. She studied for it, and she's very exactly. Good at it. And she doesn't claim to be a psychologist. And she, she doesn't, doesn't claim, claim to be a fucking shit. personal trainer either. Correct. And yeah. that's not what she sells. So the conversation I had with her was like, so I had a client, and I think I'm okay to kind of tell this story. So it has a history of was a bodybuilder, fucked up relationship with foods crazy diets like, i think it's okay yeah. <laughs> there's not enough in it to give away Send who it. it is it's fine <laughs> yeah um fucked up relationship with food tendency to like be obsessive so a normal bodybuilder all yeah, okay. of this stuff right yep, yep. move forwards <laughs> 10 years had a kid gained weight looking to get back into shape not bodybuilding shape just be fit and healthy yep, and yep. happy with life um and self-love as tam said so all of that so three weeks in got the flu Hey, do I need to drop my calories? Now, there's two choices here. If you're the mindset person, now look, what we need to really think about is that when we have times like this, we can't go overboard and attach ourselves to our blah, 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 and just like jerk each other off for half an hour over how you feel about this situation. Yeah. Or I can think myself about the client yeah. and go, this is going to be a trigger for her. The bigger the deal I make of this, the bigger the deal is going to be to her. 100%. So all I said was, no, it's all good. You're trying to recover. Just eat the same. You'll be fine. Mm. What happened? End of the week came. Exactly the same measurements. Exactly the same weight. She was like, oh my God, I can't believe it all stayed the same. Of course it did. Mm. Two weeks later, 
She fell off the back of a motorbike, off a dirt bike. She's fine. She's okay. Fuck. <laughs> like, just revved too hard, fell off the back at the start. Oh, yeah. Not like We've all done that. Not, yeah. <laughs> not like on the freeway or anything. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, again, few days, couldn't train, blah, blah, blah. Do you think we had the conversation about macros again? No, we didn't. Because we didn't fucking have to. Yeah, it's done. Because it was like, we made no big deal about it. Move straight on to the next process. Cool. When you're in let enough, when you're not in so much pain that you can walk, start walking. Then when you feel like you can train, we'll train. Mm. Don't worry about it. Keep food the same. Awesome. That was it. Mm. Done. But what happens is these <coughs> I'll fix your mindset people are so afraid of their ability to actually get the outcome and improve the metrics that you want to actually the measurables. Like we said, the, me- the measurements stay the same. I know that I'm still going to get a result in the time frame that we said. Like mm. It's all sweet. So they go in on the emotional issue around that. It's like, we yeah. just solved the emotional issue without fucking talking about it. But yeah. you want to talk about it so you feel needed in that situation. Mm. And look how much attention I'm... My client has no fucking idea that I had that thought process. Yeah, I, I, look, I think in a lot of cases, like the people that are preaching that shit aren't good personal trainers. Yeah. <clears throat> so they don't have... The, they're shit at programming. They're shit at, you know, um, prescribing exercises for the person, you know, based off functional problems and you know whatever they need to move them towards their goals they can't assess movement in general and technique sucks all that kind of shit so they've like got to find something else to fill those voids and it's like you said just playing all these mind games with the people that they work with yeah when if you like shit worse yeah that's right yeah as we have proof of that yeah based off feedback um so yeah i just think like at the end of the day like our job's very clear yeah it's very very clear what we should be very very good at and then it's yeah. like yeah be like a part of being a personal trainer is being a good motivator like yeah. um when we spoke to durham it was like you know run you want to yeah you want to get your clients to be able to run through walls for you yeah. or for themselves and you want to facilitate that but it's like you know fucking playing games in their fucking minds and making them feel better about the situation they're in or worse yeah or yeah that's right isn't yeah. isn't how you fucking do it because like the goal is to make them feel better, right? And I'm going to solve all of your problems around your disordered eating and whatever it is you want to fucking talk about. Yeah, fucking but in that situation, if I brought up the disordered eating patterns and all of that sort of shit, did she make that person feel better or worse? Mm. Made my ego feel better because I got to be smart. But does the person on the other end actually feel better or not? Like, I don't fucking think they do. Yeah. And I think it, one, if you're really good at your job as a trainer, you you don't need to take that shit on. I agree. You, yeah. you, like, I don't take shit like that on. Yeah. It's like, hey, this is the network. Go see Amy, go see someone else, go see whoever you need. Yeah. It's like, go see someone who's got way more skin in the game yeah. than fucking me. Yeah. You know, I didn't do a fucking weekend course and think that I'm a, unpack your fucking deepest life's problems yeah, and shit yeah. like hey ben you know tell me about your fucking childhood man. yeah yeah is that part of the reason why you like powerlifting <laughs> like you know what i mean like fuck yeah yes just, it is James. <laughs> <laughs> it's like just fucking get good at your job man yeah you know be the best at it yeah and i think just to, to close it off for all the people that are angry <laughs> they probably already switched off anyway yeah. but it is important to be a coach you're still a yeah. coach to a person and you have to not be the fucking per, the the trainer, programmer, let's call them. Instructor. That says, well, you didn't eat your protein last week. Do better. Like, that's not fucking coaching. That's not yeah. being 
what you're supposed to be as a personal trainer. Yeah. Yes, we need to consider the psychological impacts of the decisions we make, what we do, but it's mm. not your job to be a fucking therapist. No, no. But there's a distinct difference there. Yeah, but I think very what difference. happened was is the pendulum was like, eat your chicken and broccoli, do your cardio, do your training, shut the fuck up. And that was like the thing. And then like we... I remember us being early adopters of the idea. It's like, actually, how about we coach the person? And then it was like, oh, well, we'll just we'll just coach the person. And the workouts don't matter. The nutrition strategy doesn't matter. The mm. outcomes that they're getting doesn't matter. We'll go full fucking pendulum swing to the other side. Yeah. There is a inverse relationship between getting in very good shape and very good physical performance and excessive mind, mindset coaching. Yeah. Yeah, it's like most of the things I've seen. It's like this person's not strong, yeah, physically fit, showing up consistently, you know, looks good aesthetically, yeah, happy, you know, ha- yeah, all of those <laughs> things, which were the main reasons that you come to a personal trainer. Yeah, it's like uh, just what I've seen. If someone can fucking surprise me, I'm all I'm all for it. But yeah. just like yeah, so this one is interesting because I think one of your clients posted it yesterday. Are we going to fight on this one? Hopefully. Let's go. I think competition lifts over five reps should die this year. Fair enough. And what's your, what, what is your uh, explanation for that? Because when, when I wrote it, I wrote it in a powerlifting context. Mm. Of course he did. <laughs> but if you have the goal to be able to ever express your strength in those lifts, mm. whether it's triples, singles, whatever, the coping mechanisms or the coping strategies that you create doing eight reps versus what you need doing three are totally different. Those two are skills. And I think you're better off performing a different exercise where those coping mechanisms don't negatively impact your squat. Mm-hmm. And then the way you squat's the way you squat. Yeah. That's okay. I'm still going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so with a physique athlete, I can see it, but you talk about obviously stimulus to fatigue mm. ratio. So if if they have a efficient squat, mm. that would make sense, right? You would only use it if they have an efficient squat. No, even if it's inefficient, just, <laughs> just fucking squats. Just don't fucking care. <laughs> uh, I think there's. A, I think it's. I think it's case specific. You know. I think mm. you know, and I think it's volume permitted. So I think if you've got someone who's super strong, like you're not going to give them excessive sets and reps on, you know, with those movements. But I don't know, like successfully excludes, man. Like bodybuilders fucking squat like 200 kilos for like mm. fucking 15 reps. Yeah, you yeah. know. So I think in some instances, like, you know, being exposed to high, uh, high intensity, very challenging, demanding movements acutely has a really good crossover effect you know, to yeah. all other aspects of training as well. I just think you got to get it, get the amount right. So, like, you know, yeah. bashing people up, like, so um, program in, program out probably isn't the way to do that. So, I need to put in the caveat for if you want to express 1RM strength. Yeah, yeah, 100%. If your goal is to squat the maximum amount of weight, yeah, don't do comp, or squat bench or deadlift, don't do yeah. more than five And that's reps. irrelevant in bodybuilding anyway. Like, you know, I, I get it that... um bodybuilders want to express their strength because they're you know interested in yeah. weight lifting in general you yeah, know yeah, so yeah. they're like you know oh i wonder how much i could lift like yeah. i feel like we all got into fucking weight lifting for you know that kind of pursuit right yeah um 
it's just when you look at it mechanistically and practically, it's just like, you know, we don't train to actually express strength. So your one RM is not a good reflection of your physical performance. Like yeah, yeah. Because you do have... Your five RM is probably better because, yeah. because of those things that you spoke about. And that's literally the point I'm trying to make. It's yeah. like... Bodybuilders shouldn't do one RM. You don't have the... You're training a skill to that's different to the skill you need to express strength. And a 100%. bodybuilder who tries to express express strength sucks at it because they've built all of these strategies at lighter loads. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, like, so I guess reframing it, it's just like, you know, if you're doing YRMs as a bodybuilder, like it's probably not that, that applicable. Yeah. Like it's like, yeah. yeah, I can lift this much, but it's like, you probably could lift a lot more than that if you did a proper periodized program to allow you to express the strength. But then it's like the trade-off would be that you would have to, you know, take away tension and work, work and volume to the actual main pursuit, yeah. which is putting on muscle mass. Yeah. You know, so if anything, like a 5RM, even a 10RM is probably a better indication of, you know, that person's physical capabilities and improvement in performance yeah. than just that one single rep. Yeah. So just for clarity on that, I guess the, the take-home note to write in your workbook people will move differently at lighter loads than they move with large loads. Oh, certainly. The way they approach the bar, the way that they set up, the way that they execute the lift, all of those things will be different. The timing will be different. The level of bracing, the breath work, all of that will change. Mm. So if you want your client to be able to express the maximum amount of strength, don't teach them how not to and then ask them to. Mm. Doesn't work. So use a variety. So I've got, couple of my guys are starting prep now it's like high bar paused it's like the coping mechanism you use for that whatever mm. do what you need to do to get into that position the way that will change now it's like i need you to do a normal or a comp squat it's like how you set up and think and act is going to change for that yeah yeah i think um highly technically demanding movements should be kind of lower rep overall i agree um, just because like the breakdown is going to be technical, non-volitional in most cases. So yeah. you'd rather just like do it safely and do it effectively. It's like lift a load that's just going to get full recruitment and, you know, expose those muscle fibers to tension and stuff, which is what, you know, we're really looking at through the lens of physique development. Yeah. And then it's like, you know, you don't have to train to failure anyway. Yeah. Because you've got the load to yeah, stimulate yeah. the um, the main adaptation. So then it's like, okay, we're, you know, sure there's movements that it's like middle ground-ish. You know, I think yeah. like a barbell bench press is like kind of middle ground. It's like you can kind of push hard, do some higher rep stuff and be okay. But like yeah. a deadlift and a squat, it's like you're stopping those th- in most cases in a high rep environment just because like your- Form shit. Yeah, your form shit, your yeah. cardiovascular system's probably, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, overtaking the, you know, the muscular fatigue. And um, yeah, you're stopping because of that. Where if you just lifted a heavier weight, like you get the same kind Outcome. of- yeah, you get the same yeah. attention exposure yeah. with higher loads with less reps. So Yeah, and that's and, the other yeah, thing too. And like, it's safer. A lot of that is there's a huge skill element to it. So you're just reinforcing moving patterns that you don't want. Yeah. 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 I don't, so we didn't fight. Yeah. I was like, yeah. It was just got Ben got Ben lives in his bubble. Yeah, I just exposed him to a whole new, bu- <laughs> a, a whole new bubble, not a, not just, a whole I'm new. I'm just world. yelling at powerlifting coaches. Yeah, that are still doing fucking twelve, ten, eight, six, four, two, one competition. It's yeah, well, that's stupid. the traditional linear method, right? Yeah. So it's like that's stupid. all reverse linear, right? Is it? Yeah, reverse linear. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Either way, it's like fuck it. But the thing, the thing with that is, it's gonna work. Yes, 
but it's not the best way. No, but it's gonna work. <laughs> no, but no, but like it's gonna work though. Yeah. It's designed to work, hence why it's there. Yeah. So if you're again not venturing to be exceptional at your powerlifting programming coaching, yeah. You're just gonna follow that because it's easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We start at ten. Yeah. Then we go to eight. Yeah. Then we go to It'll seven. work for about two preps. Of course it will. And then you'll be fucked. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Every every person I know that trained with the coach that created that has given feedback that mm. they were fucked. Yeah. What's up, guys? Another quick break. I just wanted to jump in and tell you guys, remind you guys about the STC Fit Learning Mentorship. Now, our mentorship has been running since about 2016, where we've developed trainers through their first year of business in personal training and allowed them to leapfrog the first five years of mistakes that we made. If you're currently studying, looking to finish in the next month or so, or you're looking for someone to help you out with mentoring and all that kind of stuff, jump on, have a look at the details for the mentorship at stcfitlearning.com. Head to programs and mentorship and all the details are there. And you can come and be an STC Fit coach for an entire year. Includes all of our education and direct mentoring from our head coaches. Back to the episode. You ready? Yeah. Strapping myself. Business coaches slash mentors, mentors who've never run or scaled a successful <laughs> business themselves. Yeah, well, there's no better out when your business is failing than just to tell other people to do the shit that you didn't do. <laughs> and that's the end of the episode. Fuck. Tam it, said Mark I'm dropped Spiel and I fucking was playing with my fucking socks when I said that because the clip's not going to be as good. Say it again. No, nah, <laughs> I can't remember what I was saying. Um, but yeah, it's like you're running a business, you're making a little bit of money. You know, again, we have this thing where like time is the fucking badge in fitness. It's yeah. like, it doesn't matter like how fucking awfully run your business is. Yeah. If you've just lasted and endured a certain amount of time, like you're a veteran, bro. Yeah. 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 And it's like, okay, let me show you how to run another fucked up business. Yeah. You know? Or worse, you're actually not even running a good business, just a yeah. good athlete. Yeah. Yeah. Or you just take someone else's business model. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's just. And brag about their results. It's Yeah. It's one of those things that, yeah. <laughs> It, it's a tough one, man. Like, especially when it, we come from uh, where we come from, because you hear, you see all these people like ragging on, you know, every personal every personal trainer is coming, uh, becoming a business coach and stuff. It's like, but we kind of just, we have a business model. We have a mission, a vision. Yeah. Everything's like the way a small business should actually be kind of set up from the foundations. And yeah. then it's like both ran very successful <clears throat> businesses on our own. Still do. <clears throat> still do still are coaches mm. still have a full book of clients and do that as well because we're passionate coaches and business owners um have scaled the business had staff had all those things um and then he's just got these people that's like oh yeah i just did sessions in a gym come let me show you how to do that too it's like yeah, yeah. kind of a big and my my version of scaling is telling someone else how to do it yeah it's like well that's you're not scaling yeah <laughs> you haven't found a way out of the the trap yeah, the of time for in. money. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. You're still doing yeah, the so same the, thing. The trap is, no, but the way out is to tell the other people. Yeah. And I'm going to teach them how not to have a way out unless yeah. they teach other people. Correct. So, yeah. Or, that's why we've got so many. Yeah. Or it's like telling them to do the things that they're not willing to do. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. And it's like, well, how do you, like, you just can't fucking respect someone who does that. Yeah. You know, so that's, yeah, big gripe. 
when it comes to those things and like even just like nothing systemized it's just like oh let's just fucking exchange a ridiculous amount of money for time and we'll just talk yeah it's like where's the fucking structure bro yeah Yeah. like where is what am i actually getting am i just getting a companionship and we just talk about business yeah or it's like am i actually getting a system to implement to move my business in the yeah. right direction. Yeah, I kind of got a little bit of a gripe with that as well. Yeah, do you have a repeatable, predictable yeah. model? Because you're just paying someone to entertain them yeah. for the, the, the time. It's like a whiteboard session, yeah. right? For yeah. PT. And it's like, what? Ta- how many take-homes are you going to get out of that really? Yeah. You know, like take-homes are everything. Like you've got to you got to get something and implement it. Yeah. You've got to be able to kind of, you know, take it, use it, you know. Because, yeah. Um, yeah, we've just been in situations so many times. Like even just education we'll talk about. It's just like, next topic. get excited and then fucking not do anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, cool. So the general the general heading of the next topic is educators in the fitness space just talking and not actually giving anything useful. But what I actually wrote, <laughs> which is a little bit more specific, selling German volume training as education. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> fucking hell. Pitchforks are going to be coming for you, bro. <laughs> Bring him, bring yeah, him. I don't care yeah. anymore. I'm done. Like this idea yeah. that like I can package a weekend and fucking sell new personal trainers, basic methods that in isolation, yes, they work. Yes, they get results. Great. But they don't actually teach you the fucking principles of anything. Ways to make decisions. Yeah. It's like, how, how did you get here? What's the system? What am I leaving with? What's, yeah, who's, it's the same shit. It's like, oh, cool. So I learned how to do GVT on Saturday. Now I'm going to go try and train fucking Susie and give her this fucking cool, program that she can't even handle. Susie cops it. Yeah. She's had a bad life. Yeah, man. She's the victim of all of this shit. Victim of all the poor personal training out there. <laughs> I'm fucking, yeah. I can see, it's funny. I can kind of kind of see nah. the side a tiny bit. No, nah. I'll give you why. Fuck them. So <laughs> I think sometimes as the educator, well, we, like only sometimes, but there, ha- there comes with a caveat of it, right? So you're collating information to draw people's attention to this space here, right? Mm. So this is where all the information is. So you're the educator and you're going to drag all this stuff and bring it into here so that the people that you're standing in front of, you're going to draw their attention to it. So it saves them time. Yes. Obviously, like brings the walls in and you know gives them a little bit of focus. <clears throat> but <laughs> you have to take that information and then give them framework, decision-making processes to go, this is why, what, and how, yeah. and this is what we've done in the past, and this is what you can do. So that when they go out, they go, all right, well, rather than just giving all of my clients, you know, in this example, GVT, yeah. Um, I can start to make decisions based off this information that was presented to me and this way of like thinking yeah. so that I can apply it to whoever I need to. And, and you know, some people won't need it. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. I, yeah. It's I, cherry picking. I think the information in- that you can read in a textbook. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And you can watch on YouTube. Yeah. And packaging it and selling it for fucking money. It's so, like, it's, that's not educating people. Yeah. What's well, educating people kind of, but it's not allowing them to apply it really. Yeah, and this this isn't about me like jerking myself off as to how awesome my program is, but like the target of our strength fundamentals and strength programming model is it's a fucking method. It's like, I don't want to say it's no different to GVT because it's way more fucking layered than that, but it's a method for trainers to go out and apply. 
However, there's stepping stones throughout it to be like, this is why a 5 by 5 program works. This is why it's not in there, but you can use that information and understand why a GVT program works, why a bodybuilder tends to train fucking yeah. 8 to 12 reps all the time. and the, It's like you can put all those pieces together and see the matrix rather than mm. fucking like, oh, well, this is... It's yeah. not... This here's, is when this programming model was designed. Yeah, it's not... It's like, who gives a fuck when someone does body? It? Yeah, it's not yeah, bodybuilding is you do 3 by 8 3 by 10 <laughs> 3 by 12 3 by 15 and that's your workout and go home. It's like, that works for a reason. It does fucking work and that's why we can sell it and be like, hey, go and do this. This is a typical bodybuilding program. It's like, yeah, but this is why. Yeah. And now you can make decisions based on that and actually understand it and not have to do stupid protocols that you don't actually understand. Yeah. And when you hit mud and something's not working, you actually have the understanding of why. Yeah. I couldn't think anything worse than doing like 10 sets or something. Yeah. Actually. Like what I hoped, and if anyone has read between the lines and figured out what I'm talking about, what I hoped was it was a sales technique. It's like, I'm going to teach you all the popular methods of bodybuilding programs. Mm. And then anecdotally sprinkle through, or actually sprinkle through- This is how it works. How it all works and why all of these methods come together and when you would use them, who you would use them with and why and blah, 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 blah. The feedback I got from the people that went, didn't get that. Yeah. So I think it's, I think as an industry, and it's not an attack at the individual, I think as an industry, that's the standard. Yeah, and- we just go and deliver information <clears throat> yeah, and don't actually think like, how do we make the person in front of us better? Yeah. I think um, that's a, a, a manifestation of inexperienced people in teaching moving into that space. Yeah. So in, inexperienced people trying to educate. Because like when I talk to my wife, exceptionally good at her job. She's mm-hmm. a teacher. But the way that they plan lessons and deliver information and try and keep the class engaged and all of that stuff is like there's fucking actual tactics and methods that make people retain information and keep them you know engaged and stuff like that and it's like you know you're we're not you know acknowledged in in those skill sets so it's just like put put dot points on the on the wall or on the presentation and read from them and then just say like a couple of funny jokes every now and then it keeps people's attention. Yeah. And then couple that with um, a demographic that don't really want to sit in a room and stare at um, a a whiteboard or whatever. Yeah. It's a really hard environment to, you know, kind of make, you know, uh, engaging and, and obviously like have the, have take homes from it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is the presented thing. And I just think like the game just has to lift. I agree. And I think it's easier to stand out when, we know that that's the standard and you and I both have our own personal goals uh, that we want to work on to make our own skills better Yeah, that lie way outside of like how much muscle and how much body fat we have. Yeah. And that's going to make it even easier. Yeah. And I think like to play devil's advocate to myself to make sure it's a fair and balanced argument. I have spoken to people who have gone and learnt GVT from industry leaders and come back and said it was a fucking great weekend because mm. it probably serviced the need that they wanted to service. Maybe it was about their own training or whatever. Like maybe they were excited about it later down the track. They realized it's not that applicable, but they had a really good time. Mm. And I think that's part of it is like 
the community, the networking and all that kind of shit has always been done at events yeah. through personal training. The thing now is we haven't evolved beyond that to all the stuff that you just said. Yeah. And we obviously, we're working on something for next year and we're collabing with someone else. And the first thing that we were like, like I was overly adamant about to the point where it made the conversation uncomfortable. It's like every single person that we want to be involved with, with presenting has to provide a tangible takeaway for every single person that we put in front of them. Yeah, and that, that's just because it, we we value the value that we can give people. Yeah. And, and we value people's time. Yeah. You know, and their investment. And their money. Yeah, and their investment yeah. in us. And I think that when you come from those angles, mm. you want people to, to, to get the most out of it. You want people to have take-homes. You want people not to come away and go, I didn't really get it anything out of that like yeah. i just got entertained for an hour because we yeah. know what that feels like yeah you know and we're sick of it yeah know? so yeah fuck german bowling training no i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> hey if you want to go do it do it i, I i've We've done, done it. it i've done it with clients it used to be nah. part of our program nah, right? hey, hey stick your pick foot pitchfork in your hand bro come yeah, on fuck fight this is an interesting one becoming an online coach having zero face-to-face experience yeah I personally don't see how that works mm. successfully. There's sorry, there's one there's a one percent scenario where that works. You're a good athlete. You're you're a good athlete or you're a likable person that for yeah. some reason has a ridiculous following. Both. And you yeah, yeah, and and then you can <laughs> sell uh programs no matter what they are. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is you'll have high turnover because you have such a big following. Yeah there's probably not an issue there in terms of like lead acquisition. Yeah. Like you just, but, you, but your retention rate sucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you just haven't fucking people churn through your business because you don't have any fr- like experience working with people. Yeah. So it, you're going to find it really hard to like, you know, plan and, and periodize and personalize and have conversations with people to get the most out of them. Again, that run through walls kind of thing. It's all going to just be like, oh, um, this is what plan and you need to stick to it. Like, I don't know how else to say it or this yeah. is what I do. Yeah. You know, have those kind of kind of two places yeah. to kind of draw off experience from. Um, so yeah, I find it really difficult. And I even like, I get that the online coaching seems like it's a job and you can just get the job of online coaching. Yeah. But I really think online coaching is an evolution of being a personal trainer. Yeah. Yeah. It's the it's a it's a like get your skin in the game. This is the way I see it and someone can disagree with me and and enlighten me to their thoughts. You you start out in the industry as a personal trainer, yeah. okay? So you work face to face with people, whether it's group, one on one, combination of both. You find out, you know, what you like to do, yeah. what your craft is. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to move towards that craft and working with a niche of people. Mm-hmm. Then from there, you the evolution is, okay, well, I want a bit more flexibility. I want to work with more people around the world. And I, I really only want to work with this person. Your online coaching allows you to do that. Yep. So then you go there. But mm-hmm. it's like, you don't get to that door until you walk into yep. the fitness industry as a personal trainer. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So to add another lens to that... One of the biggest problems we have in the fitness industry is you don't understand that you're about to start running a small business Yeah. when you walk in as a face-to-face trainer. And that's yeah. the biggest thing. 
It's the number one reason why we have a nine-month survival rate of personal trainers is number one reason that no one over fucking 28 is a personal trainer. It's like all of these things happen because personal trainers walk in not realizing that they just bought themselves a contract to run a small business. Yeah. And you need to know how to market. You need to know how to sell. You need to know how to interact with people, track metrics, do Mm. all of this shit that you didn't get fucking taught in your course. Yeah. Which is, in my opinion, another thing that we can talk about, but it's I don't think it's the course's fault. It's up to you to go and do that. And maybe yeah. facilitators should make you aware, whatever. But that is a thing. Mm. Online is fucking more. It's it's more. all of that magnified. People think ridiculously. like, because you have an Instagram account and you train that people are going to want to work with you, it doesn't work yeah, that way. Just put online coaching spots. Yeah. Send, like it's this not, is my email. Like, it's not it. It's it's so Only it was much that easy. harder to get build an online business than a face-to-face business. You don't have the 3,000 members to pick up the phone and call yeah. to fucking tomorrow or the 150 people that come through the door of the gym every day that you can go and speak to. Yeah. Like you just, the fucking, if you're in a big box club, the 100 new members that sign up every single week that yeah. are clearly identified that they have a problem that they need someone to solve. Yeah, there's way less time between like action and outcome too when you're in a smaller bubble. Like you go, yeah. you know, you're in the gym. I need clients. Yeah. Hey. You, yeah. <laughs> I'm right here. I fucking, we, you know, conversations win. We say it all the time. Yeah. So it's easier to have a conversation. It's easier to attract someone's attention. It's easier to get a prospect. Yeah. You know, when you are in the gym and you kind of just get used to that kind of system and process. Yeah. And it's like, if you're online, you have no idea about any of that. It's like, that's going to be a fucking, a, a bloodbath, mm. you know, which is probably why I don't actually know anyone really outside of being a very successful athlete yeah who has kind of skipped the i haven't i haven't got ridiculous amounts of skin in the game Mm. as a face-to-face coach yeah even all the powerlifting coaches i know were uh, face-to-face yeah i don't know many people yeah who kind of just skipped it you know um and i'd be really curious to know just like you know how long they would work with somebody and just how good they are at their job too i think I think this day and age, you've been training five years yourself in and amongst gyms in the community. You've kind of studied, you've figured it out. I think it's possible Mm. to be an online coach without doing the face-to-face stuff. Mm. You probably would have been coached yourself though to learn. Yeah. Yeah, and that's like, I think you can enter that without being the face-to-face coach first. I think you can do it. But I think... 99.9% 99.9% of people wouldn't actually know how because yeah. the business side of it yeah isn't going to be there yeah yeah because your attention rate sucks face to face to face for at the start as well mm. so I like it, it's like you could probably argue yeah oh yeah. well that still happens either way and you're going to learn and get better which is mm. fine but you've got to get the people yeah and that's yeah. hard yeah it's like you're competing with so many more people I don't actually I don't want to don't use that it's not hard it requires a lot of input, a lot more input than you think. Repetitive effort over time. Yeah. Lots. Yeah. Yeah. Just doing the same shit. Yeah. Over and over and, and over. And doing it slightly better every day. Correct. Yeah. 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 And I, I just, I, I don't feel like you can attract people if you don't have that experience. You know, like you can just tell when you when someone's got fucking skin in the game and they're good at their job. Yeah. Right? It's like the results, the information, the way they speak. Yeah. Those kind of things. Like, if you take away the people that just like look at someone, you know, hire someone for the way they look, mm. 
it's like I don't really see that being successful any other way. Yeah. Because you just don't have the ability to like, oh, this happened with this person. I've done this before. And uh, yeah. half this podcast is just us like talking about that, that time we spoke to our client about this. Yeah. And so it's very fucking clear that, you know, in, a, in a, lots of situations we've been in it with a client mm. and navigated them through it. Yeah. You know? So as a, as a client I, or a prospect, I would think like I would want somebody yeah. with that experience. That and that's, yeah. And that's hard to project if you've got none. Yeah. And it's yeah. easier to acquire face-to-face because you can do it yeah. way faster. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. You can get to 40 sessions in 12 weeks and yeah. Even just do it for a short period of time just to get experience. Like I yeah. think there's so many lessons that are learned on the gym floor and like, Everybody now wants to get off the gym floor as fast as possible. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's the, like the golden ticket. Like, you know, you've made it. It's the litmus test. Like I've made it as a personal trainer. It's like, no, like you haven't made it. Like you just facilitate a lifestyle that you wanted. Like, you know, yeah. I, I know face-to-face coaches are happy doing face-to-face. It's like, fuck, good on you, man. Yeah. Like fucking great. Power to you. But we all think now that that's a sign of success that we made it to off the gym floor. Yeah. And it's like, in the right circumstances, I would still 100% be in a gym mm. working with people. Yeah. Yeah. In a, in a very small capacity, but I still want to do it because I like it. Yeah. But that doesn't mean I'd, I wouldn't consider that a failure, mm. you know? Yeah. I would consider that just doing something that I really fucking like. Enjoy and you can make yeah. sick money doing it. Yeah. Really, to be the fucking easiest way. And that's another thing too. It's fucking so easy to like get busy yeah. and make money quickly. Yeah. Face to face, yeah, Fuck, I agree. So easy. I agree. Do your twelve weeks with all that, you know, those rent, rent free periods. Oh. Execute, go Mate. for it. Biggest challenge for twenty twenty two. Where do I fucking start? Biggest challenge was our staffing restructure. Mm. Bit of a lag period after that, <laughs> as always. Yeah, but it's looking very good now. Yeah, so very that was probably I think middle of this year yeah. would have been the deepest hole I've ever been in in personal training. Mm. It's pretty it's pretty rough. Yeah. Like I we did a um we did a mushroom trip at a point where I was like, I don't know how much longer I can do this. Mm. It's like this is this is so much time and work. And it was like a big we talk about a lot like take deliberate backward steps to go forwards. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And this wasn't. Nah. And I took on as the the managing director with bunny ears for the year people we make decisions together but i took as on the main delegator that's what it's called i, I took on the <laughs> responsibility of like that was my hiring decision it was my training it was my uh, at the end of the day okay. the buck starts with me yeah so yeah. it's like i fucked this up it's cost us a lot because it didn't even it didn't cost us what happened at the time. Mm. It cost us for six months a before lot. it. Yeah, yeah. We lost a lot of people, yep. and then we were set up in a really tough spot moving forwards. And then on top of that, I knew I had to take on the job, and I was like, "Where the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> where the fuck do I do I do?" That? And there was so much work to do yeah, to, rebuild to rebuild it. it. Once we actually sat back mm. and looked at it, and went, "This is this fucking is horrible." Mm. Um. And obviously, an apology to anyone who used it because it was it was substandard compared to what we think is good enough. Um, yeah, so yeah, enough. we we did this mushroom trip, and we I just got back from overseas like a couple months later. Yeah. We talked about the fun, and we talked about like if anyone's done mushrooms before, basically, whatever's on your mind, if you, even if you're not present to it, will come up. 
Yeah. So we'd had this chat about fun and I was like, Amy had a bad time because she had some stuff. She was like, her thing was she needs to let go of some shit. Mm. So she was going through that in the corner, not having the best time. I was like, I all I did, I made dinner and I moved, cleared one table and put it on another table and then cleared that table back to the other table twice. Yeah, and I was yeah. just fucking crying, laughing, having the best time because it was like fun was like the front of my mind. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I just got this feeling and I was like, we had um just like a, you can literally search like YouTube mushroom visuals mm. on on YouTube, obviously. And it's just got music and they move and there's lots of colors and it's really cool. And I was just like, I just had this moment. I just said to Amy, I'm like, I'll be back. She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I have to go somewhere. I don't know where, but I have to go. Yeah. So obviously closed my eyes, went fucking through some portal into my own subconscious and was just like, do I want to keep doing this? Is this it? Yeah. So I was like, I could feel like this resistance to the question. And the first answer I got was no. And I was like, oh, fuck. That's fucking terrifying. Yeah, bad. And I was like, that doesn't, it doesn't feel right because I still had this knot in my stomach. And I was like, it's not, that's not it. And I was like, I don't, I don't believe you. Is this what I'm supposed to do? And it fucking, the pit went away. And it was like, yep. And I had all these visions that I'm not going to talk about of like future stuff that where I'll end up and I was like okay let's go and I reckon within two months course was finished it was awesome we had Zion killing it and then we got approached by Jess mm. came in onto the team and everything's just yeah. solidly increased since I'm like fuck <laughs> it's like so close to just like <sighs> I'm Jet. done yeah. yeah I think I even said to you like six months if we don't mm. if this hasn't turned I'm fucking out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that and my dog's going missing. Yeah. Worst day of my life. That's stressful for me. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Imagine like the two things you care about the most outside of your wife. Mm. Not knowing where they are. Yeah. It's awful. It still gives me goosebumps. Yeah. And not knowing you'll ever see them again. Yeah. It's horrifying. Yeah. And being like seven hours away. Yeah. Like by the time you like catch a flight. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that started this year off on the greatest tone. I remember I put this like post up for like 2021. I was like, fuck it. You know, we're out. This is time to be positive, this and that. And it's yeah. like literally like a week later. It's like your dogs are gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. And you. then, yeah. And then we found them and now one of them needs like major surgery yeah. on both knees. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty fucked up. So. Yeah. But I think. Yeah. The first half of the year Minutes. was just hard, man. Because like mm. we thought freedom yeah, we thought it was going to upswing in fitness. Let's go. We thought the fitness was going to boom. Yeah. yeah. And then we had, we were in our own bubble, like, fuck, yeah. what is happening? Yeah. Where is everyone? What's happening? What the fuck's going on? And yeah. then, like, we sat down with a couple of other people who were. Yeah. People were still scared arguably, to go back to the gym. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, arguably ahead of us in terms of influence and mm. all that kind of stuff. And they were like, oh, yeah, we're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, we're having a rough time. Oh, okay. I'm in. That's fine. I'm in. Like, yeah. It's not just us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the it huge, took a really long time. The so, biggest so. upswing the last quarter of this year. Yeah, it's been, been awesome. fucking amazing. Yeah. And then like, it's funny, have that conversation like, oh, I don't know. And then have weekends like Sydney. And I was like, I'll never fucking give this up. Never. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't leaving. Yeah. It's just hard when the chips are down. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think it was just the most the most they'd been down. Yeah, we copped a few hits. At a time that in, we over a, a three period. year period that we were all like, Fuck, when is it? And then it was the biggest hit. Mm. And it was like I um I spoke to someone and they were like, Do you know like the the story of the hero's journey? It's like so every hero movie ever, like Harry Potter's the easiest one. It's like he always wants to fail. It's yeah. like I'm not good enough. I'm not. I can't do it. I can't face this responsibility. I can't be the hero. I can't whatever. Mm. And they like almost leave, or yeah. they do, and then they come, come back, back at the yeah. end, like Lion King. Yeah, Sim believes, avoids his responsibility, and then comes, comes back, back and fucks him up. Fuck you, bro. Yeah, yeah, your dog. So it's like someone was like that, and I was like, ah, oh, it's kind of played out that way. Yeah, so that's cool. So I don't want to be that guy, but. 2023 is going to be our year. <laughs> don't fucking say that. It's looking up. Everything's looking up, Millhouse. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Merry Christmas. You filthy animals. Happy New Year. Hope you had have are having a good break. Yeah, we yeah. are. Thanks, everyone, for listening yeah. over the last 12 months to support yeah. the podcast and... You know, looking forward to yeah more content coming out in the future. YouTube, funny shit. Yeah, heaps Me running on, heaps on this year. We already have eight, yeah eight events scheduled. Yeah, it's gonna be heaps. Else. Yeah, real big push uh, push to get face to face with people. Yeah, yeah. Do you know I yes yesterday years old when I learned that it's let alone, not net alone. What do you mean? That's a fun fact for you. Let alone. I thought the term was net alone. Oh no no, it's but it's let alone. Yeah. That's, and I wrote it down. Someone was like, "That's is that a typo?" I was like, "No, I've just been saying it wrong for thirty three years." <laughs> He's definitely let alone, didn't it? Could have told you that. There you go, oh, man. Your, gra- your grammarly didn't sort that shit out. You need to. It didn't actually. send them. No, maybe because because net- I wrote it as two words. It was like, "There's nothing wrong here." Yeah, because it's like you could use "net alone" in a sentence. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Ben's book of English. On that note, all right, see you guys. See ya. <laughs>